Good morning, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. No pre-recorded uh, intro this morning because we're just going live. Just, just what we're doing. I just finished recording what I think is an incredibly funny TikTok. And we'll see if anyone agrees. Uh, I have not shown it uh, to anyone yet, and I will not show it until it goes live. Uh, but uh, I had a lot of fun recording it. And, and that will either mean it's awesome or not. And we'll only find out later. Uh, my name is Sean Shapiro. This is Ask a Traffic Cop, that show on the internet that answers your traffic and police questions. Hope you, like I said, hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we have we have help from home. Uh, my wife will be helping with uh, putting questions into YouTube from TikTok. So if you're coming in through TikTok, uh, we do have a producer. Producer credits being issued. Uh, what else is going on? We have, well, we have some magic happening. We will be talking about all the stuff and things we normally do and more. Part of the new routine is, is, is well, we talk about, in the intro, we'll be talking about uh, uh, the magic of, I gotta look at the X logo, the magic of Vision Zero. I'll get that right out of the way now. So first off, Vision Zero enforcement team is out making a difference in communities across the city. Today, very specifically today, they are out in 22 Division and 51 Division. Those are the neighborhoods of Etobicoke, West Mall, Queensway, uh, St. Jamestown, Cabbagetown, Riverdale, Church and Young neighborhoods, Places where people who are real live, work, and play. I say they're real because uh, I usually say they're real people, but today they're people who are real. you know, got to change it up. What it means is we have officers who are focused on making a difference one ticket at a time. They're trying to, do, uh, trying to get people to uh, observe the Highway Traffic Act, make roads safer. Uh, they do that by focusing on folks who are choosing to speed, drive aggressively, drive distracted, or drive while under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Yes, they do that and that alone. They do not go to radio calls. Their focus is traffic safety, and that means they're out there for you. Now, they're out there for you if you're a violator. They're trying to catch you, and they're out there for you to make place the road safer for you if you're uh, you know, just someone who wants to experience life without the dangers uh, that we see all the time. We've had some tragic collisions uh, recently, uh, and any collision, and this goes sort of to the whole concept of what Vision Zero is. You see, Vision Zero says that uh, we understand that minor collisions, fender benders, they're going to happen. But the ones that lead to serious injury and death are totally preventable and totally unacceptable. So there you go. If we can change driver behavior, if we can focus on the things that lead to serious injury and death, we're doing a good job. Leo wife, my wife, I mentioned will be um, assisting in the background. And she says, good morning, everybody. And Chase was first on the case. Uh, what is this? I'm here 14 hours early to say that uh, attention to detail with regards to the updated X logo is great. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not the chef's kiss, but the chief's kiss. Got it. Uh, yes, I finally updated uh, the X logo. Oh, and I'm going to disappoint you. As quickly as that, as that uh, compliment came by... Uh, uh, by Chase, I got to say that we did not update it in the in the logo or the graphic art here. So, where are we currently broadcasting? We are on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and Twitter. Not yet the X on this screen. I'll do that after the show so I don't run into this problem tomorrow. But on the preview art, the X is there. Anyway, big thing about X. And maybe with the, the X, we'll get the correction and maybe it'll then work uh, the way we wanted to, which is to have bi-directional communication so we can actually see your comments. Right now, TikTok, we don't see your comments. We cannot see your comments. So what you need to do is go over to trafficcop.ca and select 
today's show. Top link is our is today's show. Uh, you can go to our YouTube page. Actually, you can go to youtube.trafficcop.ca and it'll take us to take you directly to our YouTube channel. Yes, yeah, subdomains are awesome, and I just figured out how to use them. Well, it's not that I figured out how to use them. I just decided to use them because I hadn't thought about it until this weekend. Things I was doing were not duty, yes. Uh, now, what are we going to talk about? Well, we aren't going to have a show tomorrow, so get it out there now. We'll be back on Wednesday when we join the Jerry Agar show on News Talk 1010 at 930. So we'll have an extra large episode on Wednesday. But that, uh, that, that doesn't change anything for today. We're going to have our full hour and a bit show, and let's go on. So Q says, good morning. Uh, we have Nicole Johnson who says, good morning to you all. It is a everybody message. And then we will start, now this is going to be funny because everyone says, why does your wife ask so many questions? <laughs> because she will be putting the questions in this form. Question, what will happen if you get pulled over by a rebind car? In a rebind car? Um, I'm not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure that that was, do you mean a rebind car? Uh, so, that, so if you are in a rebind car, one that was legally rebind or one that was e illegal? Because when we talk about revinning, uh, very often people will steal cars and get a false VIN number or or they will, will get a VIN number from a similar car that they bought legitimately that was a write-off and they'll put it on the stolen car. Um, well, we, we, if we think it's revinned, we're going to investigate. If it was legitimately revinned, because that happens when stolen vehicles are recovered, insurance companies do it properly. Um, but yeah, if we catch you with a revinned car, it's, we're going to find out that it's a stolen car and we are going to... Uh, so that thing where the vehicle gets seized. And if you bought a car that was revinned, you're going to end up losing that car because it doesn't belong to you. You can't actually buy a improperly... What am I trying to say? Stolen vehicles can't be sold legally. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. And very often, it's sad to say that revinned vehicles that were done by you know through crime, uh, well, the, 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 the car gets seized and you, the purchaser of the, of the car, lose the car and your money. Uh, so what's the what's the actual uh, moral or the story or, or suggested practice? Don't well. First off, if a deal is too good to be true, it probably is, and that's when you're seeing really nice cars being sold really cheap because the person selling them is breaking the law. Uh, and the uh, but this is yeah, deal with reputable dealers is is a big thing. Okay, moving on because I've I've, I've destroyed that question not in a good way. <laughs> okay, uh, what do we have here? Um, Nicole says, I like how you're that this happy in the morning uh, or how happy you are in the morning or this morning. I think I'm happy all every morning. But yes, I am happy. I'm uh, glad to be uh, to hear, be here doing what I do. And, I, and I, I started off by by having a really good laugh, making the video that I have yet to post, but I'm teasing about now. And I look forward to posting it after the show. But thank you for, the, for that. Uh, Jacob says, oh, okay. Jacob asked the same question about the revinned car, I'll, uh, it was revinned, despite the typo. Uh, yeah, the deal is that it depends on what you mean. So, so please clarify, uh, Jacob, do you mean a vehicle that is hot, <laughs> that is being revinned, and, uh, or do you mean a legitimately revinned vehicle? Okay. Please discuss traffic safety around buses. Uh, like not making a right turn in front of a bus that's servicing a stop, etc. So, uh, Here's the deal. If you are in such a hurry that you can't wait for the bus to uh, to service and stop and keep going, you're looking to get into a collision. See, if that bus pulls out and it causes a collision uh, or you cause a collision, it's bad for everybody. 
It really is. Uh, one of the biggest problems we see in traffic in general, in, in road safety, is that everyone seems to be in such a rush that they make really poor choices to save a few seconds. Patience is not only a virtue, it is a really good way to live life uh, in terms of driving life, life on the road. A couple of seconds could mean the difference between a collision, not a collision, an injury, not an injury. So when you're dealing with buses, patience. Now, if you are in a situation where you can pass safely uh, a bus and get into that lane, well, then it's possible that you could do it safely. But that's usually not the case. Usually you're crossing in front of a bus lane uh, and you're doing it in such a way that you're making an improper turn. That's different than having a, a lane that is actually um, blocked. So people say, well, what happens if there's construction in the, in the turning lane? Well, that's different. That lane is now obscured and there's no vehicle there. But uh, you're looking to make a, an unsafe move if you're doing what this question describes. The Grinch says, good morning. And my wife puts a question forward from TikTok that says, what is a driver doing 10 over or a driver doing under, what is this? What is a driver doing 10 over or a driver doing under on a two-lane highway? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure what, we're, what the question is here. So maybe the asker could rephrase and we'll come back. Uh, do, do, do. Harmon has a question. Okay, here's the question coming in from LinkedIn. Hi, Sean, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks for asking. Uh, I'm an international student here in Canada right now, and I also want to become a police officer, but I don't have any course-related uh, police foundation. Uh, then is it possible to become a police if you don't have any law enforcement? And, and it goes on. Uh, oh, if you don't have any law enf enforcement or police foundation course. So this is a great segue, and we didn't plan this, uh, but we'll, we're going there anyway. Uh, careers. In terms of the requirements to become a police officer, and for the folks who are like, I don't want to become a cop, well, we'll be right back to questions about uh, becoming a, a, a safer legal driver in a second, but we're going to segue momentarily about police constable applications. We are hiring. Uh, we're hiring for a bunch of different jobs, uh, but right now police constable is the question at hand. The requirements are simple. Uh, you must meet this and this, oh, meet these requirements, and let me put the, uh, I'm going to scroll over to the other screen. Uh, tps.ca forward slash careers. That is where you get this magical uh, webpage that has all the information you ever wanted to know and more. Now, you have to be a Canadian citizen or permanent resident. If you are a, uh, an exchange student or, or tier temporarily is it with visitor status, uh, you wouldn't qualify today. But if you get your PR card or you become a citizen, uh, you would be eligible. Uh, in terms of education specific to policing, you don't have to have any. Uh, we will send you to the Ontario Police College once you uh, are hired. If you have a if you have a conditional offer, that's what happens there. Uh, but any education you have, you can get a, a degree in accounting. It would be a, a big plus. Why? Because the uh, you know if you have different training, different edu education that you bring forward to make us a more robust service, well, that's better than having everybody at the same training. At least that is what I think. Uh, but again, everything that you ever want to know and more. Now. Uh, I, I will happily revisit this later, but I want to have a quick look to see if it's the same jobs or new jobs that are posted for civilians because not everybody wants to be a police officer, but many people are looking for a great employer to, uh, to work for. So let's have a look here. We're looking for a job evaluation consultant in labor relations, SQL server database administrator, senior analyst in the Azure, Azure, is it Azure uh, integration platforms, senior technical analyst, network and security infrastructure, solutions architect, help desk analyst, 
And of course, we are looking for communications operators. Okay, we will, uh, we will, we will discuss this more later. And we will also discuss the fact that uh, it's only a few days left until we go to uh, have this draw. In fact, it's one day, 22 hours away. What am I talking about? I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about, what am I talking about? Hang on, I'm talking about trying to find the button to take this website off my screen. Uh, we'll put good morning and get rid of good morning. Okay. Good morning and get rid of good morning. Okay. But we're going to quickly discuss this because I don't want to forget. And it's important because uh, we are supporting Special Olympics Ontario. And if you'd like to win a 2022 Harley-Davidson Touring Street Clyde, you better get a move on. Tickets are one for 20, three for 50, eight for 100. That's the best deal. But again, one day, 22 hours, 45 minutes, and 13 seconds. Yeah, I got the timing on. Uh, HarleyRaffle.ca, but you can also get links to that by going to TrafficCop.ca and uh, buying your tickets now. We'll wait. We're not in a rush or anything. We, we, we can wait for you to get the tickets. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Let me go back here. Let's get back into questions. I mentioned the, the good morning message from uh, the Grinch. I don't know if I actually acknowledged uh, them before I hit the button, but good morning. Okay. Is it illegal? Oh, this is the, what is a driver doing 10 over or a driver doing under? So is it illegal to drive a fair amount under the speed limit? Well, we've established many, many, many times over that it is illegal to drive over the speed limit. Uh, it is not illegal to drive under the speed limit per se, um, but you said a fair amount under. Well, fair amount is subjective. Uh, but there is a certain point in time when you're driving under the speed limit so much so that you're causing p traffic to, uh, to, to pile back up, back up is what I'm thinking of, and you're impeding the flow of traffic. So. If you are uh, in, this, in the passing lane, the left lane, that's a problem. You should be in the right lane. Uh, if you are, but, but technically speaking, if you're traveling at 100 kilometers an hour on a 100 kilometer an hour road, you shouldn't have to go any faster because it's not lawful. I would personally never give anyone a ticket for doing the speed limit, but others may choose to. Why? Because it's possible that you are causing people who are you know, clowning around choosing to go over the speed limit to pass you on the right. And if so, now you're part of the problem, the traffic safety problem. So if you're doing the speed limit, stay to the right. And, and that doesn't mean the far most right lane. It means not in the left lane. Uh, okay. So following up on Jacob's question, I was wondering about when a buyer unknowingly buys an illegal car, will they face criminal charges? Uh, they will, if they didn't know, because crime, knowledge of that crime is, is required to form the mens rea of criminal activity. Uh, if you didn't know it was illegal, it's hard to cause or to charge you. However, you will lose the car. So if you, if you bought a Ferrari for 10 grand, chances are it was, you knew, but if you bought, if you, if you paid market price and everything looked like it was above uh, or on the up and up, what's going to happen? You're, you're, you're likely just going to lose the car and all the money that you paid the criminal for the car. Um, so it's not going to be a win, even if you don't get, uh, you know, if you don't get charged criminally. Um, do you agree that we have widespread chaos and lawlessness on our roads? If by, uh, if by people who are choosing to exceed the speed limit, not signaling, using their cell phone, if you think that's widespread chaos and lawlessness, 
uh, then I'll agree. If you think that there's something above and beyond outside of what I've just described, we have people who, who choose to engage in unsafe behavior on their own. Yes. Uh, is it a problem? Absolutely. It's a problem around the world. That's why we have, uh, you know, road fatalities everywhere on the planet uh, because people generally don't follow the rules. And that's why traffic officers like myself go out and enforce the rules to try and get compliance. Uh, it would be a lot better, a lot easier if people chose to take traffic safety seriously and chose to follow the rules and not be selfish because most of the laws or most of the offenses caused, um, they're more often than not because someone's late, someone didn't plan properly, someone thinks they're more important than everybody else. They're doing little things that do impact traffic safety. You know, people say, what's, what's 10 over? What, what, what's a big deal? Leave, leave five minutes faster. You, don't need to do, you do not need to do 10 over. 10 over is not something that gives you a dramatic impact to the amount of time it takes you to get somewhere just because you're not willing to follow the rules. It's, it's such a minor thing. Uh, but we could correct this, but we have to get everyone behind the concept first. Can't just, oddly enough, a ticket for, what, what is it, like $40? Hang on. What is the offense for, or what is the, the dollar amount? Let's have a look. 10 over, 10 over is $40. A $40 ticket may not be sufficient motivation for someone uh, not to speed. And that's, and that's if they get caught. Uh, but, you know, if, if we were to make that a $400 ticket for 10 over, I think we'd get a lot more compliance. So maybe we just need to have uh, much harsher penalties. We are the lowest priced province in the country uh, when it comes to speeding. Okay. And then actually we have, we're one of the highest for, for stunt driving, uh, not stunt driving, for, um, for distracted driving. $615 ticket, three uh, demerit points, three day suspension. Because our friends in Alberta say that, that holy wow, that's that's a big ticket. So, is it causing? Is it is it is it changing behavior? People are addicted. Maybe we need to have uh, more serious, even more serious uh, consequences. Maybe roadside suspensions are required for cell phone offenses. Maybe if you lose your license for a month uh, for using your cell phone, you'll think twice. I don't know, but I definitely acknowledge that we have a problem where people are not following the rules. And it's not just rules because it's for rules sake, it's rules because it's safety. Okay. Can I drive a motor vehicle that is registered to my stepdad on private property? Well, there's a couple of questions. Uh, I'm assuming by way, the way you've asked is that um, you may not be licensed. That's just my guess. Maybe you don't have a license. Uh, and the, 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 uh, the law or the, the charge for driving without a license is not... Uh, applicable to private property. I cannot lay it on private property. So could you? You could drive a vehicle, uh, again, assuming you mean without a license, on private property, truly private property. Um, and then if you get into a collision doing that, will the insurance cover you? Probably not. It will likely deny you the claim uh, because they don't insure non-insured or non-licensed drivers. Now, if you... Uh, I, can't under, I cannot think of any other reason you would ask that way other than lack of license. So... Um, maybe you can clarify if that's what you're going for. Uh, what is, oh, what is more dangerous, 10 over or 10 under? I don't think either is dangerous, per se. One is illegal, one is not. I don't think 10 over is going to change the world. I don't think 10 under uh, will either. Um, but I will charge you for 10 over, and 10 under is legal. So don't speed. <laughs> Are go-karts street legal? No, go-karts are 
not legal for the road. They are go-karts, they are toys. They are meant for go-kart tracks uh, and private property. If you put them on the road, you're driving a motor vehicle without license insurance uh, and so on that is not legal for the street, you're looking at a ton of potential charges. Everything from driving a motor vehicle without insurance, license plate, license, uh, anything and everything. That's an unsafe vehicle. Uh, yeah, lots and lots and lots. In regards to our civilian positions that are open, the Grinch says lots of IT jobs. Wow. And follows up to say, you might have to get my application in. Yes, we have been responsible for many applications going in, and that is good. I'm very happy to be part of bringing good people uh, to the table when it comes to employment. Uh, let's see this. Uh-huh. Let's say a call comes in to attend 123 Street. Does police have GPS to take you there faster? Well, we have, we have GPS. We also have a. We also work in, in areas that we're generally familiar with. So um, I... You know, if I was assigned to a division, I will likely know the majority of the streets because I'm patrolling there. I'm getting to know it. Uh, so, you know, we're not going to be turn left at the next street waiting for audible directions from a GPS. That would be less safe. We want to know where we're going. Uh, and, and that is uh, definitely the goal of every police officer. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll have a look at a map before we go. Generally speaking, we're not staring at a map to get to somewhere. Uh, let's see here. How does the firearm buyback program work? I, have, I actually have no idea. I don't know which buyback program we're looking at. Uh, in the past, I've seen people who are unlicensed or have firearms that are not, they're not in lawful possession of uh, for various reasons call, and uh, they have amnesty programs where they say, okay, if you, if you bring in a gun, you'll get a, you know, a, camera, a, a camera store, a gift card, or, or cash, and they, they just do that. They'll do an amnesty so no criminal charges are laid. But I don't know about buyback programs per se, um, that's that's different than amnesty programs. Can you drink non-alcoholic in a vehicle? Um, yeah, water, pop, even beer that is non-alcoholic beer. Just it's just bad tasting liquid, uh, in my opinion. But whatever. <laughs> can you drink it? Yeah, you can drink non-alcoholic beverages, non-restricted. Uh, so you can't have anything with drugs or alcohol in it uh, in a vehicle. But you could drink. Uh, liquids that are legal, which is, yeah. <laughs> if you're just watching, just tuning in now and you don't know who I am, my name is Sean Shapiro. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service, and I answer traffic and police questions weekdays from 10 to 11, sometimes from 9.30 to 11, and sometimes even later because we, we tend to go long. I, I tend not to stop answering questions because there are so many questions that come in. I do my very best to answer all of them up until the point when the, that, that line in the sand is drawn, which is 11 o'clock. Show's over at 11. I'll try and pick out good questions and, and go 10 or 15 minutes longer. Ignoring, of course, new questions. Now, on Wednesday, we will be starting at 9.30 because we're joining the, uh, the show at News Talk 1010. We're going to be on the Jerry Agar Show, which we do every other week. Uh, we start at 9.30. That way we don't take away from you, but we still get to service the, uh, the listeners on air. But we do it all together. And very often the host will say, hey, what's TikTok talking about? And then we, we, we tell them. Uh, ba -ba what is this? Uh, the Grinch has a question to which I don't have an answer. What is this? I have a question. Not sure if you're familiar with tinctures. Different herbs and storing them in 80 proof alcohol. Oh. Okay. Uh, so you, they take herbs and store them in 80 proof alcohol if I was traveling with my jars in my passenger seat, is it illegal? They're sealed in a mason jar. It is illegal. Um, you cannot have, I mean, that's not 
is 80 proof consumable? I don't drink. Would you eat, drink 80 proof with herbs in it? Uh, but the deal is that would have to be away from the driver uh, just because you could drink it. I don't know if it would cause blindness, but but you would want to have a factory, a factory sealed bottle anywhere in the vehicle is fine. If it's something that you sealed by way of hand tightening, uh, trunk. Trunk or far enough away that it's not in driver's um, reach. Okay. Harmon wants to know, if the speed limit is 100 kilometers an hour on the highway and someone is driving 90, uh, is that all right or not? We have This has been like the third time we talked about it today. It is not illegal to do 90 in a 100. Speed limits are limits, not minimums. So could you do 40 in a 100? That would be unsafe. That would be unnecessarily or unnecessary slow driving. That could get you at very least investigated if not charged. Well, why could someone be doing 40? Maybe their car is malfunctioning and they're choosing to limp home. Well, you don't limp home on the highway. You get off the highway and either call a tow truck or um, drive on side routes, surface routes, not highways. If you are driving 90, uh, that's totally reasonable. So, uh, you know, it's a subjective thing. Unnecessary uh, and reasonable is, is, where, uh, is where we start uh, laying charges reasonable or acceptable and lawful, not a big deal. Uh, but stay out of the left lane. That's the big thing. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. There was a truck engaged. This is Tinto Tozi coming in from Montreal. Uh, there is a truck engaging in the right lane going 103, so I moved to the left lane. In the left lane, I was driving 100 and had to accelerate to 115 to pass the truck because I had cars in the back pushing me to accelerate. All right, nobody pushes anybody, and, and uh, no one forces anyone to speed. They create you know, anxiety, and, and, and they bully people into speeding, but that's not a lawful thing in terms of it's not lawful for you to go to 115 to pass. The truth is, if you're behind a truck that's doing 103, they're doing three kilometers over the posted limit. should never have to pass them. Now, I don't like being near big trucks, so I can understand the desire to get away from them because trucks and issues surrounding them. Uh, but you're never allowed to exceed the posted speed limit. There's no, there's no time that that makes it allowed. What is this? HTA trivia of the day. What is the very rare Ontario license plate that is blue with white lettering? Is that an old, uh, old service plate? I mean, motorcycle dealer plates are blue. Uh, now I don't know the answer, so let me know, Chase. I want to know the answer. Does anyone else know? Throw it in the comments right away. Uh, let's see here. We'll come back to that. I need to know. I I can visualize it, but I don't. It's it's old. Okay. Uh, question: My wife is bringing in from TikTok, uh, and that is charges G one drive with G two owner of the car. Yes. Uh, if I pull you over and you're a G1 driver operating with a supervisor who is G2, well, they don't count as a supervisor. There's no qualified driver supervising you. So the first thing is I am going to charge you, the driver, the G1, who is unaccompanied with G1 drive unaccompanied. $110 ticket. You're going to get a 30-day suspension on conviction uh, for the first time, 90-day uh, suspension on your second conviction, third conviction. You're going to get kicked out of the licensing program and lose all time invested in that program. Meaning if you were eight months in, or eight months less a day, and you're going to do your G2 tomorrow, you lose upon conviction uh, that that status, that time in. I don't know how it works when it comes to, actually, I do know how it works. The conviction register, even when you get your G2, you lose your G2. Now, uh, now let's see here. If the G2 owner of the car let you do it, they let you 
drive unaccompanied in contravention of a condition, which means they're going to get charged under the Highway Traffic Act as well. So to recap, the G1 driver who is unaccompanied because they require a G-class driver in the passenger seat with four years' experience, they get charged $110 fine that comes with some conditional uh, escalating measures under the graduate licensing program on conviction. G1 driver gets a ticket. G2 driver owns the car. They're responsible for making sure that the person they allow to drive is not violating any conditions. If they're doing that, they are responsible as well. They get a ticket as well. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything else to say on that one. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The Grinch says, it's a proven fact. What is this? It's a proven fact that speeding will not get you to the destination faster versus leaving earlier to give more time to get there. 100%. Now, that's in city driving. It is true that if you do 10 kilometers over the speed limit, over a, 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 a long distance, if you never slow down, you will get there marginally faster by one kilometer an hour. Or for every, it's how math, math and distance and speed, they do relate and they do work. But I'll give you a great example. And I hope I caught it on dash cam. Oh, I forgot to download it. Um, I was driving in this morning and there was a person who decided to pass me. Uh, it was a 50 kilometer an hour zone. They decided to go to 60 or 70 kilometers an hour. And at each and every red light, they were there waiting for me when I rolled up calmly. That happened for about four major, maybe five major intersections until they turned off the road. And you say, silly? <laughs> Because I laughed, and their window was open, so I made that very clear. And I even talked about the fact that uh, uh, that speeding doesn't actually get you anywhere any faster than because I rolled, rolled my windows down to tell them what I was thinking politely, uh, but it was it was humorous, it, it, and I don't think they appreciated it. Okay, we have Ryan Dow who says if police adopted a zero tolerance approach to traffic enforce, enforcement, there would be better compliance and safety on our roads, policing are failing at the task of enforcement. They're not actually, and let me tell you why. Um, it's not, zero tolerance means that if someone does a, a one kilometer over, I pull them over, and then the person who's doing 20 kilometers and over, uh, over the speed limit passes. So there is a, uh, a, a desire to prioritize certain behaviors over others to make the best use of our time when enforcing um, laws on our roads with the amount of staff available to us. So very often police officers will focus on the most egregious. They'll look for stunt drivers, they'll look for aggressive drivers, they'll look for people who are doing the things. One kilometer an hour, which zero tolerance would suggest, doesn't make for effective use. I I'm all for not speeding. One kilometer an hour, if you really want to enforce that, you gotta put cameras everywhere police officers shouldn't be wasting their time for one kilometer an hour, uh, one kilometer over the speed limit. It, it, but but there is a threshold, you know, and, and each officer sets that threshold uh, themselves. They choose what to, put, to pull over and what not to pull over. Uh, very often, if I was doing a uh, speed enforcement in, well, I don't know, a 60 kilometer an hour zone, I'd likely be pulling people over for 15 kilometers over. People that are one to five or six kilometers over, probably not worth my time. But the person doing 15 over, and there's plenty of them, so it's not like I'm, I'm letting people go, I'm just going to hit the person with something that has the higher impact. And granted, people who do 10 over uh, are going to get away when, when I'm doing that enforcement. Would I like to get everybody? Absolutely. Would it make effective use of my time? No, it wouldn't. 
Uh, cell phone use, 100%. Each and every person that you see on a cell phone should be getting a ticket. I sat at a traffic light watching someone type a letter to mom this morning. I was very, very tempted to have a conversation with them. And if I didn't have children in the car, I would have. But then I didn't because it's not worth it. Not worth it for me with my kids in the car. But uh, I wanted to. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Uh, oh. The Grinch says, maybe it should be a fine and counseling program you have to take before installing their license back for distracted driving. That could be an effective uh, way of doing things. And, and really, time is the number one thing. Because money, people can make more money, but time, you, you can't make time. So if I take your license away and create a situation where you have to spend eight hours in a classroom to get your license back, it doesn't matter how much money you make in a year, um, you, you, you'd never get that time back. So I, I think that could be a very effective tool, but I don't get to make those rules. I would suggest telling your MP that, or your, your local counselor, share it with all the people who make laws. I just enforce them. I was going to make it. was one of the many things I was thinking about this weekend is maybe having an intro that says Sean does not make the laws, and that's probably a good thing for everybody else because I would make them stricter. Uh, but uh, I I only discuss the the laws that are actually uh, or discuss the 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 laws. I don't even defend the laws. I'm not giving people outs for how to how to break the rules. I'm telling people not to break the rules. Uh, but boy oh boy, if I was a if I was a judge or a JP, um, watch out. Okay, I, I'm not, but if I were, whew. okay. Let's see here. When police runs your license, does it save their info into their system? Um, well, okay, I'm trying to decipher this. If I run your license plate, it gets that information and displays it on my screen. Um, it doesn't get saved in, my, in the system. Uh, Unless I save it because I'm laying a charge by way of a, a ticket or an arrest because uh, I'm creating a report based on that information. So simply looking it up is looking it up. It's not saving it. Uh, if you mean does my information get saved, well, because I made a request, I ran the plate, then the system says my badge number ran the plate. There's a record of that. So I can't just run plates randomly. Um, I, I need to be doing it for a lawful purpose. Uh-huh. What is this? Chase says, question. This happened this morning. OPP pulled, uh, pulled some over on the left side of the highway. I was in the HOV lane. Slow down, move over, required me to change lanes. Was it right that I crossed the HOV lane? Yes, in the situation of um, in, a, in a left lane, slow down, move over law, uh, it doesn't have any exemption for the HOV, so you would be lawfully moving into the next available uh, lane, assuming it was safe to do so. If that lane was occupied or is unsafe uh, to do so, then slowing down sufficiently to make a safe passing would have been appropriate. Is 24-inch rims illegal? I don't think so, as long as your vehicle can properly support a 24-inch rim. Um, when they look stupid, they look stupid, but they sometimes they look good. Um, but most vehicles aren't made to accommodate a 24-inch rim or a 24-inch wheel for that matter. Um, if you, you gotta know something. If you, if we pull you over and test your vehicle, uh, causing you to turn your wheel uh, lock to lock and there's contact with the frame or body, that is unsafe and that's gonna lose your license plate. We're gonna pull your plate and charge you with drive unsafe motor vehicle. Um, it's all about 
you know, making sure that whatever you are driving can accommodate the wheel size that you have. And, and why, why, why do people do this? It doesn't it generally does not look cool. It looks silly unless the vehicle was designed to have such large wheels. Um, but it could be really, really slim rubber. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe you're driving on uh, rubber bands. Really low profile. Uh, da, da, da. What is the penalty for a 19-year-old with a G license being pulled over with a uh, 0.04 blood alcohol content? Uh, you're going to get a suspension. Uh, you are going to get uh, a, a charge for violating a condition. You, you, the condition is zero BAC. And and yeah, so if you pull, if it's a, I'm assuming it's 110 dollars. I think you get an instant roadside suspension. And um, let me see here. Let me see if I can find that for you because I've never actually laid that charge. It's not top of mind. BAC. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Is it going to be under novice driver? Novice driver BAC above zero. $110. Look at that. 44.1 sub three. Novice driver BAC above zero. Is it is it novice though? Is it just oh they have b.a.c. That's why I couldn't find it earlier. B.a.c. Oops. Dot 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 c dot. Okay, no, it'll be young driver, BAC above zero. Yes. So just to read that for you. Young driver with a BAC above zero, which stands for blood alcohol content, uh, is $110. It is a condition of the driver's license of every young driver that his or her blood alcohol concentration level be zero while he or she is driving a motor vehicle on a highway, which is any road in the province of Ontario. Young driver means a driver who is under the age of 22 years old. And I've talked about this before. Uh, many people believe it's 21 and over. And it actually says under 20. It says over 21, really poorly written. So people read over 21 and they think, well, I'm 21, I am now legal. No, it is 22. It has to be over 21, which means 22, not 21 plus a day. Drives me bananas. The, the wording stinks. Should be 22. Why don't you say 22 and over? We're 22. <laughs> but no. Anyway, don't, uh, it's bad. Uh, new here, oh, Presto Car Talk and Reviews. Hello, and welcome to the channel. New here, where do I ask questions? You just did. <laughs> uh, but seriously, uh, throw your questions inside. Uh, we're going right till 11 o'clock and, uh, and and possibly just, uh, just a wee bit over. Uh, let's see here. Ding, 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 you got it. Motorcycle dealer plates, not many issued. Well, I, I assume it's just uh, motorcycle. This was bad. The question earlier was, uh, what? scroll back to the question it was hta trivia very rare ontario license plate that is blue and white lettering so i, I don't know how rare it is because um i guess any motorcycle dealer would have one i guess it's rare in in, in, in you know comparison to other dealers or if you don't ride motorcycle all right uh da, da, da. What is the rationale for issuing demerit points for driving in the HOV lane with one occupant? It is not a safety issue. Um, okay, disobeying a sign is is an offense, and it comes with demerit points. 
Some could argue that some signs don't involve safety. How about just don't break the law and it's not an issue? Demerit points are about people violating the rules. Some are administrative and don't involve the actual moving of a vehicle. Um, yeah. Actually, I would argue that HOV lane with one occupant could be a safety issue. If it's someone bouncing in and out of it just to pass other people, that's other safety stuff. In any case, uh, it doesn't matter. What, I, I don't know what the rationale is other than don't break the law. <laughs> okay. Uh, whose fault? This is a pedestrian question. I will sip. Who is at fault if a pedestrian is crossing the street illegally and you're driving? Well, what is illegally? I think we have to clarify because it's not illegal for a pedestrian to cross the street. Jaywalking isn't a charge. You can lawfully cross the street. Uh, there are other things like crossing outside of a crosswalk in close proximity, like within 50 meters of a crosswalk. But if you have a, a mile of road or a kilometer of road with no intersection and no crosswalk, how do you expect people to, to cross the street? They cross lawfully, and if they're doing so safely and lawfully, um, it's not an issue. If they jump out in front of you, maybe that's where you're talking about, that's different. And each case is going to be different. Someone jumps out in front of you, and you have no opportunity to avoid that collision. Is it your fault? Hopefully you have a dash camera, because it's going to be hard for you to prove. Um, if you, if, assuming you don't have a witness or anything else. Uh, but if you're talking about, uh, you know, are you allowed to hit the pedestrian? No, if they're lawfully crossing the road, you have to be paying attention and not hitting them. So it really depends on, on so much more than, it's not a straightforward question and answer as you might think. Uh, in intersection, what is this, in intersection? In intersection to turn, light goes red and you proceed. Ticket. So you cannot enter the intersection on a red light, but if you were entered lawfully on a green light and it turned red, well then you must exit the intersection. If you cannot exit because you entered when there was no reasonable place for you to exit, there was no, now you're stuck, well now there's a ticket. You, you failed to uh, uh, to clear a signalized intersection, uh, you're, you're impeding traffic, there's a bunch of things that, 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 that it's just wrong. So yeah, you can get, a, you can get charged. Um, make sure you go into the intersection only when there's room for you to go onto the other side. So if you're traveling southbound and you really want to get where you're going, is that selfish thing that I, I talk about all the time, people make a guess as to when they can sneak in because they don't want people making a right turn and taking their spot. There is no their spot. Wait, wait for the next cycle. And, and it's tough because in, in, in uh, you know, we create all this gridlock because everyone just wants to get where they're going. Leave 30 minutes early every day. You will never worry about that intersection. You will never make a poor decision about when to jump in. Well, at least after you get after, out of the habit of doing things that aren't a good idea. So again, you can enter on a green light if it changes into a, uh, a red, that's a different story. Now let's say you enter on a yellow. People say, well, what about yellow? I, I, well, if you entered on a yellow and it went red, it means you, were, you, were, you, were, you should have stopped because yellow means stop unless it's unsafe. And if you were in that situation where you were just rolling through slowly, um, there's, no, there's no excuse for that. Uh, what are the requirements for window tint? I think it's first a clean window uh, and then soapy water and uh, if you mean like what are the maximum tint levels you're allowed in the province of Ontario, in order to issue a ticket um, for uh, the for obscuring the interior of your motor vehicle, uh, I need only be able to articulate that I cannot see the driver. I can't see inside the vehicle. I can't see if it's male or female uh, person driving. I can't see, describe them in any way. It's not. I cannot figure out who's there, if there's anyone in there at all. can't see if they're wearing a seatbelt, using a cell phone, that kind of thing. If I cannot see you, it's illegal doesn't matter what your tint limit is. 
Uh, it, now, let's say I can see you during the day. Maybe I wouldn't cause it, it cause me to pull you over during the day, but at nighttime I can't see you. It's illegal. Uh, people don't understand this concept because it, it's, it's atmospheric conditions play into it. it I, we have to be able to see inside. Now, for certification purposes, there is a 30% threshold. So if you have more than 30% light blockage, meaning less than 70% of the light is getting through, then not only can we charge you for obscuring the interior, but we can pull your license plates. Your vehicle is unsafe for the road. You cannot see sufficiently. And uh, therefore, we can pull your license plates and you can go and get a certification done and reapply. And that's another way to go. Now, the windows that are regulated are the winds, ones, winds, the ones directly left and right of the driver's seat uh, and the windshield. Windshield can have no tint at all. Uh, the rear windows, the one in the rear passenger, the rear cargo area, the rear window altogether, uh, those can be as dark as you want. That's why you see most SUVs have uh, privacy tint in the rear, uh, but their front driver and passenger windows are clear or have significantly less tint. And something that Kerry Schmidt often talks about is that factory vehicles come with a level of tint. If you go and ask them to put 30% tint on, it's put on top of what's baked into the glass. So you say, well, I'm buying legal tint. It's 30% light blockage. There's 70% going through the tint. However, that's going through another layer in the window, and you are not going to pass a, uh, a test. If, and there are tests that, that uh, mechanics have a machine that's calibrated to read the amount of light coming through. Our uh, commercial motor vehicle guys have these things for, uh, uh, for them. It's not something required to lay the charge. However, I bet you that your vehicle would not pass. 30% uh, light blockage is pretty, pretty light tint. Uh, what is this? Dr. Nick. What is this? <laughs> uh, so here's the question. How is it that 30-year police veterans decide to drink and drive, and is it true that prison inmates make license plates? I believe the second is true, that, that we do have inmates manufacturing plates, I think, uh, at least in the States, I believe that's true. I've never actually seen them in action, but uh, that's my understanding. Uh, in terms of how do police veterans decide to drink and drive, uh, there are people, people are human and people make mistakes. And that's not to excuse anything. I'm just saying that people make mistakes. Uh, very often people who are drunk or are under the influence uh, are not making good decisions. That's why we tell people to make a plan in advance. And not everybody takes that advice even veteran police officers on occasion. And they get caught and they get held accountable. It's not something that just goes away. Uh, let's see here. If someone fails to leave space for a zipper merge and a collision occurs, who is responsible? Um, the person who tried to merge where there's no space. Unsafe uh, lane changes are still unsafe. If I'm in the lane and I don't give you enough space, I don't have to give you space. I can't specifically block you, that's different. Uh, I can't accelerate into the space that you're trying to get into just to be uh, friendly, but you can also slow down and take the next available opportunity. You may have to stop. A merge may not happen smoothly, but you are the one changing lanes, and the, the vehicle changing from the merge lane into the path of travel of the main lane is responsible to make sure that it can be done safely. That doesn't mean that nobody else is responsible for being safe, uh, but the, the primary onus is on the person changing lanes and my hand talking hit the microphone. Okay, what is the punishment for emissions equipment deleted on a diesel pickup? I don't know offhand what that is, other than the fact that uh, uh, if you delete your, your part of your exhaust system, you're gonna get charged for improper muffler, improper 
um, exhaust. And if it, if it deals with emissions control at the front end, uh, Environmental Protection Act uh, may be uh, where it goes. Uh, it may result in you losing your license plates. I was hoping Bryce was, was sending me messages uh, with, with the answer to that question because it was just so timely and he so often does contribute by way of uh, messages. Let's see here. Boom, ba boom. Oh. Ryan Dow. I witness stunt driving literally every day. In what way is police succeeding at keeping our roads safe? I, I hear you, Ryan. I'm frustrated by it too. I'd like to be able to stop everybody. We do a great job at catching the people we catch, but we cannot catch the people that we cannot catch because we cannot be everywhere at all times, which is why I'm an advocate for electronic enforcement uh, which uh, or automated enforcement that help us. Uh, but then they don't get the same consequences as if a police officer catches them. But we can't catch everyone because there's only so many of us. So I, I appreciate what you were saying, um, but it's you can't, you can't wave a wand and fix the problem. It's a long-term problem. It's a complicated problem. Um, and it, it's, it's going to take a long time to, to really do it. It may be a forever problem, but we'll keep working at it. Uh, if I get a ticket, uh, oh, <laughs> Ryan, you're just loving this. It's brand new to the show. I've never seen you before, so I'm glad that you're engaged in, uh, in asking questions. Um, we'll keep on moving here. I got a question from TikTok who says, if I get a ticket that shows improper muffler, does that mean it's an illegal muffler? Uh, it doesn't have to be, Ill well, yes. If it's improper, it means it's not doing what it's meant to do. It's not, it's, it could be one of many reasons. It could be defective, could have a hole in it. It's improper if it's not functioning. It could be a gutted muffler or a muffler that was aftermarket and not meeting the requirements of the HTA. Uh, if it's noisy, because you're not allowed to have a, a, a muffler has to muffle. If it doesn't muffle, it's not legal. There's a bunch of, uh, of different types of muffler systems that are very specifically not legal. If you have one of those, it's not a proper muffler. I hope that answers your question. Uh, let's see here. Back to, back to Ryan. Who are you to judge whether or not a driver is distracted? The bigger danger with texting is doing it while attempting to conceal uh, and phone, conceal the phone and look out for police while operating the vehicle. Um, we're the police. <laughs> we're, we're capable of making those observations. Um, yeah, I, you may not like the law, but the laws are the laws. And if you're distracted while driving by way of using your handheld communication device, entertainment device, or watching the screen of another, um, you're guilty of that. We'll lay the charge. And uh, the judge, JP, that actually holds the trial or, or that sees you at court, they'll ultimately determine whether they take our evidence and uh, and go with it. Um but we are there to make notes about the observations we make and hold drivers accountable. Keep them coming, Ryan. We'd love the questions. Uh, are you allowed to bring alcohol between different provinces? I am not uh, someone who is a uh, good person to ask. I understand that you can. Um, I believe that you can, but I don't know that you can or that you can't. Um, good question. I just don't have an answer for you. Google. I would Google that one. I... Da, 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 da. Let's see here. The Grinch says, as much as politicians are the people to make the laws, I think the eye of the public policies, uh, sorry, I think in the eye of the public policies, I can't, I can't read today. As much as politicians are the people to make the laws, I think in the eye of public policies and laws, the police should have more say in the laws that are made uh, 
due to the fact that they are the boots on the ground. I like the concept. We do sit on 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 boards and and uh, uh, committees and and provide input, but we are ultimately not the the makers of the law. Uh, what is the maximum punishment for driving with a suspended license? Uh, I got to look it up. Oh, I did not want to hear from WordPress. Thinking about making a blog. Do I need a blog? Is blogging dead in 2023? Is blogging still a thing? I'm thinking about it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Suspend. Drive under suspension. Is that what I'm looking at? Here we go. No set fine. First offense is a fine not less than 1000 not more than 5000 uh, For each subsequent offense, a fine not less than 2000 and not more than 5000 Or to an imprisonment for the term of not more than six months. So maximum punishment would be 5000 and six months in jail because they can combine those. Hey, it's Akela Draconis who says, Greetings and salutations from the Traffic Management Center. Sorry I'm late. Aloha. When you run a license plate, does it show insurance? It shows whether or not the uh, the ministry believes it to be confirmed or not. That doesn't mean it actually has insurance or not, and a follow-up uh, investigation would likely take place. Is it enough to, to, uh, to cause further investigation? Yeah, it's called a hint, but it's not definitive. Uh, I will usually call an insurance company uh, to verify status on my own before I lay a charge, because it's a significant charge. Could I lay it based on that? I could, but I... I do things the way I do things. So, um, you know, I have three years to lay that charge. Three years. It's a long time. And people think they get away with something when they drive away because if I don't have sufficient evidence or, or reason to lay the charge, just a hunch, I probably will wait to the next day. But when the business is open and I can call and confirm the status of that policy, uh, I will. And then I can come to your house and lay the charge later. Okay. How long does it take the hiring process to become a police officer? That's a, eh, it depends. I've heard people putting an application and getting hired two weeks later. I've heard others who, um, uh, who don't <laughs> take six months. And, it, and it's a number of things. The person who was hired uh, in two weeks was internal. They were a member of the service uh, working as a court officer. So background check was basically not required. It had already been done recently um, because they were hired in, in one capacity and they just had to follow up some things. Um, and then... I've heard people six months and it just takes forever. So it depends on when a class is coming, whether it takes a, a, a short time or a long time. The best people to ask though uh, would be the employment unit tps.ca forward slash careers. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Uh, da, 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 da. In some area, the space left, what is this? In some area, the space left from HOV to highway to exit or enter or left the boulevard on the highway in full, I don't understand this question. In some area, the space left from uh, HOV to highway to exit or the enter. I, I, I don't know if, I mean, why I can't understand the question. Do you mean that there's that because you're stuck? It's an express lane of sorts. You can't get off at every uh, exit. Uh, HOV is really something to be utilized when you are trying to get through slow moving traffic and is, is almost useless or, or unnecessary during regular flowing traffic because it's not a fast lane. You're never allowed to exceed the speed limit. I see people using the HOV lane as a bullet train lane. It's not, um, it is, It is. you should never, and it's it's dangerous uh, to be using that lane at speed. And, I, and I, let me explain. When traffic is stopped and people go at the speed limit on the HOV, they are looking to have a life-changing experience because when someone decides last minute to jump into that HOV lane, 
albeit against the law to enter when they're not supposed to, um, you are going to end up in a horrible collision. And the videos online uh, support what I'm saying. It is, it is not good. Are aftermarket horns illegal? No, aftermarket horns are not illegal. Um, using a horn for the, um, what is this? Uh, I, I read something from Ryan, I shake my head now and I will continue this. So you can have aftermarket horns. It's, it's not legal to unnecessarily create noise, but a horn is legal. Uh, you can't have a siren, but you can have a horn that's louder. I've upgraded, I put air horns on my motorcycle. Okay. Um, Ryan's last question of the day because I'm, I've got two minutes left and I'm not answering any more from Ryan. <laughs> Ryan can come back tomorrow or Wednesday, actually. Uh, since police are incapable of effectively enforcing traffic laws, do you agree that the task should be contracted out, outsourced to a third party? No. First of all, we're not incapable uh, of effectively enforcing the laws. Um, we're just not able to be everywhere at all times. And if you can explain how someone can be everywhere at all times without having more people and more funding, um, then I, I don't know uh, what you suggest. Uh, putting a third party out would open you up to having people who are doing it for the money. You know, people complain that they think that we're out to get a quota. Well, we're not. We, we're not there for a quota. We're about making an impact on safety. A third party would be getting paid based on everything they do. Thus, they would be ticketing people for the purposes of making money. It's not the right motivation in my opinion. Um, that said, I do think that, uh, that uh, automated enforcement would be a good solution, but uh, third parties, no. And it's, I hear about it in Alberta, major problems, and they do third party uh, photo radar. Uh, let's see here. We should have space on HOV for entrance and exit in full traffic. Do you mean like a full on ramp? an imperfect system. Uh, do I have to exit my car for all traffic stops? Uh, not unless directed by a police officer. I don't want you getting out of your car ever in a, in a traffic stop. You're putting your life at risk if you get out. One, uh, I don't want you moving. Uh, like we're on the highway, it's not safe there. So stay in your car unless you get direction from a police officer. And more often than not, the only reason I'm gonna ask you to get out of the vehicle is if I'm gonna be making a breath demand or a, a drug uh, recognition uh, demand or at least a drug if I think you're impaired if it's something in relation to that very rarely would be for anything else uh, and, if, and if, if I have to search your vehicle for some other reason I'm probably gonna put you in my car uh, let's see here how fast can a semi go in a hundred limit a hundred a hundred's the legal limit that's the that's the, in a hundred limit area the fastest anyone can legally go is a hundred yeah shocking I know why that email open up I don't want to open up email Presto car and talk reviews. People in Texas where I'm at uh, drive way too fast. Like near me, for example, where the speed limit is 65 miles per hour, people drive 75 miles per hour. How much does the flow of traffic play into performing traffic stops? Well, here's where I have to tell you that I am a police officer in the province of Ontario in the country of Canada, and the laws are going to be different where you are and I are. Um, flow of traffic doesn't give you any authority in Ontario, Canada to go anywhere above the speed limit. Speed limit is the speed limit. It doesn't matter how fast anyone's going. The law says you can't exceed the speed limit. Now, I was recently looking into Texas because someone said, we should move to Texas. And I said, well, let's look into it. And there's these great videos uh, that different realtors put out about, you know, the things you should, you know, pluses and minuses about moving to Texas and places all over the states. And one of the things that uh, that they said was, uh, don't move to Texas if you aren't willing to go fast because everybody speeds in Texas. 
which is shocking, but interesting. Um, I, yeah, uh, I would stay to the right and give the people who are choosing to speed lots of leeway to do whatever they need to do and get caught by police. Uh, why is Highway 20 in Montreal 70 kilometers an hour? I have no clue because I haven't been to Montreal in ages and have nothing to do with setting the speed limits there. Uh, do I need a CVOR for a personal use two-horse trailer under 4,500 kilos? Uh, I think that you've actually stated what the maximum towing is. Hang on a second because I have not looked this up, but I'm reaching for my thing. Here, here's what you get to look. Underneath your uh, driver's license, underneath, in other words, the back of it, tells you what the maximum. Hey, look at that, 46, does that say 4,600 kilos? You can pull up to, to 4,600, no. Auto, oh, power, vehicle. So you can have up to 11,000 kilograms. What you need to do is most horse trailers have electric brakes. Um, and, and if it's not electric, if it's air, ah, you know what? I don't know. I thought I knew. I can't, I can't get this out of my head. Um, you can tow, like you're allowed to tow up to 11,000 kilos, if I'm not reading this incorrectly. No, what is this? I'm totally not reading my own license right. Class. Max 11,000 kilos, towed vehicle, maximum 4,500 kilos, 4,600 kilos. So is it, anyway, very, very small print that my eyes don't like to read, so I can't make it up. I think it's, if I'm reading it correctly, which I'm not, um, you're, you're probably okay for 4,500 kilos. Um, make sure that has proper braking system. If you had, uh, uh, if you need a brake endorsement, it might be a reason where you would uh, need something special. But CVO, oh, CVOR, you were talking about license. Sorry, I interpreted licenses and went way off topic. Um, I don't know if you need a CVOR for that. Personal use versus commercial? Probably do, but I don't know. That's a CVOR question that I'm going to put on to my friends and we'll talk about on Wednesday. Or you know what? Go on to trafficop.ca. There's a submission form that says ask a question. Send it to me by, by that form. I will get you a response today from CVOR people because I've just totally destroyed that question. I just don't know. And uh, I was going way off onto a topic that you didn't even ask me about. Uh, da, 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 here we go. It's 11.03, so uh, no questions, uh, no new questions anyway, but I'm gonna try and quickly grab a couple that are uh, in the queue waiting. <laughs> Dr. Nick says, I really appreciate you doing good with answering the questions in order today. Yes, uh, you, you know what? We're a little slower than we are normally. And uh, as a result, they're not popping and blowing by. So I'm actually getting questions uh, and things are all cooperating. But I thank you for the thank you. Um, Dr. Nick gets upset or is, is peeved when uh, things should, because uh, uh, I'll get questions, it'll, it'll, uh, refresh, and then all the questions will pop to the bottom and I have to scroll backwards. That hasn't happened once today. Uh, let's see here. Ah, here's a good one. Did you know there is one situation where you don't have to stop on a red light to turn red? Right turn channels. They have a yield sign, and you can ID them by an island separating the turn from the through lanes. Very, very uh, good point, but that's different because you're not part of the red light intersection. You do have a channel and there is a path for you. So that's that's awesome. And we've probably never talked about this. Are underglow lights legal or a ticket? It depends. It's not a simple answer. It depends if the uh, if the lights are 
visible, if they're poorly installed, if it's anything more than just reflecting off the ground, if they're seen or visible forward of the, uh, the, the front of the vehicle, so you're projecting light forward or backwards for that matter, it could be a ticket. Uh, if they're flashing in red or, or blue for that matter, you can get a ticket. Uh, it, best thing is leave them off unless you're on private property. If you're showing your vehicle, great. Otherwise, I, I would leave, leave them alone. Uh, what is this? Do all red light camera tickets get reviewed? I once slipped on ice and got into one but never got a ticket. I don't know how that works. Um, I don't know if the camera is always active, if it always catches you, if you were going fast enough to trigger the camera. Uh, that's a city-run program, not a Toronto police-run program, so I, I don't know enough to answer you. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, I said I wouldn't, because uh, Ryan's really had his fill of questions for the day, but Ryan asks, do you agree that the police should lead by example and follow the rules of the road? And this one I have to answer because I absolutely do believe that. I absolutely do believe that, and I lead by example. I don't speed. I signal. I come to complete stops at stop signs and intersections. Uh, you know, these are the things that I do because I believe in that. Now, if you're talking about speeding, a police officer, an ambulance operator, or a driver of a fire truck can exceed the posted speed limit because there's an exemption under the rule of law, like in the law, in the HTA. It says that for certain criteria, they're allowed to speed. Now, police have a wider uh, range than anyone else. Um, ambulance and fire have to be transport, uh, going to an active fire, going to a call, or uh, transporting a, a patient, whereas police officer can ex exceed the speed limit for any lawful purpose. Now, cell phones really upsets people. But we can legally use our handheld communication devices, radios, computers, uh, telephones. We're legally permitted to. We're not breaking the rule. We're doing it lawfully. So... If you're upset that people, or you think, if, it depends on where you're going with it, but I, I generally believe that we should be following all the rules. Everyone should, except the ones that we're allowed to break because we're not breaking them, we're allowed to do it, and we need to do it for our job. Uh, let's see here. What about, what if you're driving a friend's car that isn't registered? Why would get the ticket? The driver is ultimately responsible. You need to check all the documentation before you, um, yeah, you, you have to. You have to. Uh, be responsible. You have to check to make sure all the documents are available. You should know where they are. Uh, it's not enough to just get in your, car, your friend's car. You got to know where the insurance document is. You got to know where the uh, your license is, where their ownership is. If you fail to surrender it, well, then you get a ticket. You're the driver. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, da, uh, da, da. Okay, here we go. Got more questions from Ryan, uh, some stuff from Presto Car Talk and Reviews. Um, oh, so apparently in Texas, you can have front windshield tint. Yeah, in Ontario, you can't have any. Are modified exhausts allowed? I still have a muffler. They have to meet the requirements under law. It, 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 you know, buying something that is for, made for racing or off-road or, or is extremely loud won't meet the requirements. You've got to have a muffler that muffles, not just a can that makes noise. Uh, or it doesn't restrict. Can you have a low rider with hydraulics? Um, my understanding, well, when it's in, if it's riding low, it may be too low, it may be illegal in that, in that state, uh, but the hydraulics aren't specifically legal. You can run them on bags, from my understanding. I don't know about the hydraulics that can bounce around. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I would, I would think that they're unsafe. Uh, they don't look safe when they're bouncing around, and I don't know. Uh, uh, like if, you're, if you have them set it, if you set it, forget it at the right height for legal, you might be okay, but I, I gotta check on hydraulics. Bags, my understanding is they're legal. Uh, truly hydraulic, 
is that hydraulic suspension or is that a system that modifies the hydraulic suspension? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, apparently that uh, plates are, uh, this is going back to a question about license plates. Uh, they are apparently manufactured in Milton by inmates. 2.4 million Canadian plates were made by inmates. So when these peeling plates blame an inmate, is that what we're saying? Okay, good to know. Okay, my G1 expires next month, but I'm taking the G2 next week. If I pass, does this push back the expiry? It's my understanding that yes, you would be paying again because you paid uh, for five years and uh, that's going to be up. So when you get your G2, you'd likely be paying to get another five years. Uh, do, do, do. Okay. Uh, what are the laws with dogs in cars, particularly hanging out the window and in the truck bed? Well, they're not allowed to be in the truck bed. That's not lawful. Inside your vehicle, uh, they should be tethered or crated in the back seat for safety, uh, but there's no law in particular about having their heads out the window. It's also not good for the dog. Drying out their noses isn't, uh, isn't good. Oh, Raddick is late to the party, coming in only 10 minutes before the end of the show, which was 20 minutes ago. Uh, can driver with G1 permit operate a commercially registered and licensed vehicle if the passenger is a coworker who has their full G license with full endorsement? They can, should they? No. You shouldn't be teaching someone how to drive uh, on the job. And, and I would imagine that the insurance company, so it's a separate thing for commercial insurance. I don't, like, from a police perspective, although I don't think it's a good idea, it's not, a, it's not against the law as long as the G covers the vehicle they're in. But um, if you're talking about would the insurance company want a G1 driver operating a commercial vehicle? Like, is it a delivery truck or it still needs a G? Um, I think it's a really bad idea. And if something goes wrong, it may really negatively impact the business. Uh, Austinator Reed would like me to guess their birthday, which I would, if I'm a betting guy, I'm going to say happy birthday to you right now that it's your birthday. Uh, because it would make no sense for you to ask me that question any other way. But uh, Austinator, happy birthday. And if it's not your birthday, well, I, I actually have no idea. <laughs> so there's a chance he's asking for it. Okay. Uh, what are the rules for cyclists on sidewalks in the province of Ontario? It changes based on municipalities. So in Toronto, you're not allowed to be on a sidewalk unless you're under the age of 14, which means 13 or younger. Anyone over would get a ticket. By law. By law, by law, by law. Um, oh, my goodness. Michael's finally here. Uh, if cutting off a CMV, commercial motor vehicle, have the decency and intelligence not to slow down or not cutting off is even better. Uh, do they box, what is this? They Do they box elephant at the zoo too? So, so Michael, who drives commercial vehicles, um, yeah, if you're cutting off a big truck and not only cutting them off but then slamming on the brakes, uh, you, you're not making good decisions in life. And, and this is your wake-up call to change. You, you could be caught, not only could you cause a terrific or horrific collision, um, trucks take longer to stop. And, and they often can't even see you because many of them have a 20-foot uh, gap in front of the vehicle that is a blind spot. They can't even see you, which is how we had a, a mini, uh, I think it was a mini, that was basically pushed sideways up the, uh, the on-ramp to the uh, Fred Gardner Expressway by a dump truck. The, the driver didn't even see them, didn't even know they existed. Okay. Joyce Connor says, I'll pull a carry from the movie. Uh, I'll, what is this? <laughs> okay. Uh, Joyce, haven't seen you in a while from Facebook, but I don't know the context. Cross lights. Which cross lights are we talking about? 
boom, boom, boom. Although I, I, I get the carry reference. Um, what is this? Would you, okay, this is in terms of lane assist. If someone's using a lane assist system that doesn't keep the center of the lane very well and sways, will you pull them over for swaying in their lane? Would they get charged for anything? Again, I don't know what the laws are down there, but if I see a vehicle that is relying on lane assist to remind them to stay in the lane, that is going to be reason for me to pull them over and investigate them for impaired operation, being under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Lane assist systems in, in their basic, most basic uh, form are, are backup systems. This isn't autopilot. This is something that says, hey, wake up. You're, you're, yeah, that, that's going to be a reason to investigate. Um, is it okay to drive with added interior lights on? In the province of Ontario, there's no law against it. Um, is it a good idea? No. At nighttime, if you're driving with lights on, it does negatively impact your nighttime driving vision because your, your eyes will, uh, will uh, we call it, your pupils will, will constrict to, uh, uh, to deal with the light, meaning you have less effective night vision. And as you get older, that takes longer to adjust. Okay. Can I travel in the center lane to travel? to intersection and beat traffic. No, it's improper use of center lane. It's incredibly uh, risky because other people are waiting into the lines for the uh, turn lane appear. So when you shoot down the side, uh, you are waiting for a collision to occur or me to give you a ticket. That's what I used to do with my partner all the time. We'd sit there and wait for the people who are choosing to drive for a kilometer down the center lane. It's a great ticket and fun to testify to. Uh, can you pass on the right? Depends. Uh, if you're talking about a multi-lane highway, then changing lanes and, and, and speeding up is not passing per se. It's being in a different lane, traveling at a different speed. Uh, if you're talking about making a passing maneuver to the right, is it unsafe? It's The big thing is about being, um, it, it's basically about being safe. Now, where the law kicks in, and it specifically talks about passing on the right, is when you're talking about a paved shoulder. And that requires a vehicle in the lane, a single lane in either direction, two-lane highway. Um, if they're slowing to make a left turn or um, stopped waiting to make a right turn, or a left turn, I should say, uh, and you're going to pass safely on the paved shoulder, then it's legal. So it depends on the situation. What is the maximum Ontario drone? What is the maximum penalty for speeding, say, beyond stunt driving? What are the conditions? Well, in terms of speed, actual speeding ticket, uh, the maximum that it goes up to is 49 over, uh, sorry, 50 over, no, yeah, 49 for a calculatable offense. So the 46, did I say 46? I said 49, took my finger off. So 359 kilometers, uh, sorry, 49 over would get you a $359 ticket in Ontario in a regular zone or a $718 ticket in a Schedule II uh, community safety zone, 49 over. But at 50 over, it's no set fine, and the speeding doesn't calculate. Uh, so you would be, uh, uh, it, as soon as you're 50 over, uh, you're, you're straight stunned, uh, unless you're criminal dangerous. But generally, or it could be both, it could be criminal dangerous. In any case, uh, you're looking at uh, like stunt driving, is two to $10,000, up to six months in jail. And uh, the maximum, if you talk about someone who's a regular uh, violator, like the first time you get a one to three year suspension, a, a three to 10 year the second time, third time you're getting a lifetime ban. So is that the maximum penalty? Or are you looking for something else? 
How often do you get into physical altercations with drivers? I, I don't, uh, other than if I'm arresting them and they don't really want to be arrested, but most people comply. Um, it's just my winning smile. If you have a G1, can you have more than one G licensed person in the car with you? Sure, but only one person can be in the front passenger seat. Nobody else can be in the front seat at all. So if you had a pickup truck with three seats, no one can be in the middle. You can only have the supervisor, uh, qualified G, and the G1 driver. What traffic offenses do, you, do most Americans commit while visiting Toronto besides speeding? I don't know. Uh, oddly enough, uh, I haven't had a real problem with Americans committing offenses in Canada. Other than people who, no, that doesn't even count because with Canadians driving American cars that they illegally brought into the country. But I don't, I don't really have any stories about Americans breaking the law. While going to my G2, must I be accompanied by a licensed driver? Yes. Until you have a G2, you must be supervised by a fully licensed G. On your way to get your G2 means you're a G1. Uh, yeah. What is this? Police should investigate more about unnecessary homicide to collect insurance? Uh, this is a traffic channel, so we talk about unnecessary speed, unnecessary all sorts of things, but homicide, every homicide is unnecessary. I mean, homicide's homicide. People are not supposed to kill people. It's just a thing. Uh, my cop friend says they tolerate a few kilometers on the highways. We, we're, pretty, we're pretty awesome police, and we generally aren't about getting someone for one kilometer over. We, we, we tolerate a lot. Uh, like I was saying earlier, I probably wouldn't pull someone over in a 60 zone unless they were doing 15 over. Uh, that's not to say I wouldn't uh, pull someone over for less. I'm just like, but generally speaking, there's enough people who are speeding at 15 over that it would be, you know, anyone on the road. Like it's, it's pretty, pretty bad. So, uh, yeah, tolerating five kilometers over. Yeah, I probably, unless it was a 30 zone, I probably wouldn't pull someone over for five over. Uh, what is this? 40, oh, Michael got an email saying 48 hours left for the draw. Um, oh, you know, I, I totally didn't talk about uh, Ford today. Like Ford, hang on a second. Yes, I talked about the, the Harley draw. It's less than two days. But uh, what I really forgot to do was, uh, was talk about Ford. Here we go. Ford driving skills for life. That's what I'd be meaning to talk about. Um, if you haven't already gone, if you're if you're a new driver or someone who'd be interested in getting some free instruction, some some opportunity to learn stuff and things, stuff and things that I think is a really good opportunity, um, learning about the effects of impaired driving, uh, you know, distracted driving. They this is this is an opportunity for you to go and get a four hour opportunity to to be involved with Ford Driving Skills for Life. You can go online. Uh, actually, go to trafficcop.ca and there's a link there to the sign-up sheet, but there are, let's see here, uh, there are, whoo, Tor Toronto's Saturday afternoon session um, is starting to fill up. There are 66 spots for the morning, only 45 open spots for the afternoon. Uh, there are 74 spots available for the, the Sunday uh, in the morning and 45 spots available in the afternoon, which means they are starting to fill up. Um, what is it, what is this? Let's, let's pull up. Actually, I'm gonna, uh, do, 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 do. I wanna give you more information about this. Do, do, do. This isn't the page I want. About. 
of the program. So hazard recognition, understanding the point of no return, how to scan for trouble, minimizing distractions, safety zones, minimum vision lead time, approaching and turning left at an intersection, uh, a, a vehicle handling section, uh, section, speed management, space management. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff that you can get and I got a deal for you. It's free. How do you go wrong? Well, it's free as long as you register. If you don't register, you're not getting anything. Uh, how to accelerate, decelerate, braking and turns, affect vehicle balance. There's a lot of good information here and you're going to get it in person for free. It's the weekend of the 19th, 19th and 20th of August. Yes, I will be there for both days. Uh, we have members of the Toronto Police Service who will be there for both days. Uh, and you, you can be there too. Okay. It's... <laughs> who had the dad joke? Uh, someone made a dad joke which, which uh, created a, uh, a response from the Grinch. Ah. <laughs> uh, zombie, welcome back. I, did, I, did I say hello to you earlier? I think, I think I thought I saw you earlier. Just in case, here's a dad joke. Sunday and Monday are in a fight. Who wins? Sunday, because Monday is a weekday. I like that, actually. Boom, boom, boom. Do I have my calendar handy? Where's my calendar? Here's my calendar. July 31st, Monday, dad joke. How did the buffalo say goodbye to his son? Bye, son. Not bad. Okay. Akhil, I need to link to your, to your uh, account so I can look at your uh, posted episodes. Uh, what is this? Okay. I'm scrolling down. Oh, the Grinch wants to know what kind of cars. My understanding is at least half of it is on, on Mustangs. I don't know what the other half is. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, that brings me up to date. I think, I think, I think. And uh, no more questions, obviously, because the time has come that we have to say goodbye. It makes me sad. But uh, yes, as uh, uh, was it Tracy who said? My wife says, I can't believe it's August tomorrow. Shocking, but true. And I won't be here tomorrow because I got stuff and things, uh, family stuff and things that have to happen. But I will be back here on Wednesday when we start at 9.30 uh, because we'll be joining the Jerry Agar Show on News Talk 1010, doing that thing that we do. So here's the traffic song. And uh, when we come back um, in 10 seconds or 15 or 30 or however long it is, we'll talk for five seconds. Let's take a traffic flow watch for pedestrians look out for bikes and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes yellow light red light green light go. driving safely is the way to go put down your cell phone nobody needs you to text and drive on the dvp yellow light red light green light go stop at stop signs look both ways then go Seatbelt, save your life indeed. Watch your driving, don't speed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and not get freed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. 
Okay, so Tim Satozzi wants to know about the lyrics. Well, you can actually get the song if you go to TPS Traffic Jam, the podcast, there's a bonus episode, which is, well, that song. I will look into how to put it onto uh, Apple Music, though, because that was suggested. And the uh, do, do Michael put the red light, uh, yellow light, red light, green light, go. That was, that, was, that was this. And then the Grinch says, every time I take my dog to the park, the ducks try to bite him. That's what I get for buying a pure bread dog. Ducks like bread. It's good. I like that. Uh, the Grinch says, have a safe day. Okay, tomorrow we're not here. Wednesday we are. Have a wonderful day. And we'll see you Wednesday. So I guess have a wonderful two days. Oh, oh, and then Buck Dunn says, hello, will Ontario will Ontario crack down harder on bad drivers in the near future? Thank you. Um, it's I hope so. We're doing a lot of things. We're doing the best we can. We uh, try every day. But uh, that was the, the question that came in from Instagram that I didn't talk about at all during the show. <laughs>